Who were you before you lost your wild self? That's what we're helping you explore on the Tend Her Wild podcast. Through questions and tools around how best to listen to your inner voice, rewild ourselves, and live the most authentic life where we thrive instead of survive. I'm Betsy. And I'm Kate. And we're so glad you've joined us for this episode. everyone, this is Kate and Betsy, and we're here today with an amazing guest, Rebecca Sanabria. Rebecca has spent the last 15 years capturing the essence of people and food. When not photographing portraits, you'll find her behind her camera shooting mouth-watering food. Her published work can be seen in actress Tiffany Thiessen's cookbook, Pull Up a Chair, the cover of People Magazine, LA Times, Fortune Magazine, Variety, and more. She is currently working on another cookbook for Tiffany Thiessen titled, Here We Go Again, shooting spring of 2022. Rebecca lives in Iowa City with her artist husband, three daughters, and a golden doodle Jolene who will steal your heart just because she can. I love that. And before we get Rebecca on, I want to share how we met Rebecca and my first impression. It's a good one, I promise, Rebecca. (laughs) So... Kate put together, and this is sort of how we all came together years ago. She put together this amazing one day women's event called Her Experience. And Rebecca was invited to take shots and candids. And I remember this beautiful woman like moving around the edges of the room and taking these photos. And there was just something about her energy that I was so drawn to. I was like, I want to know that person. And that day, I don't think we actually connected, but then the photos came and I was like, oh my goodness, these are magic. And then since then, Rebecca's done several photo shoots for me and for my website. And then she did the photo shoot for Kate and I for the Tend Her Wild. So we wanted to have her on because hopefully you see the magic in those photos. And she's just this amazing, vibrant. We've already been having a ton of fun before the show started. So we're excited to have her on. So welcome, Rebecca. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. We're so glad that you're here today. <laughs> the laughter is going to start. It we is. know it. it is. Bring it <laughs> on. Some of Bring it, it on. <laughs> We're so excited because you're our second guest that we've had on the podcast. And when we have talked to our first guest and how we want to talk to women is really about sharing your own wild story. And I feel like you have this amazing journey that you've been on uh, with your artistic abilities, your connections to the the west coast but then coming back to Iowa and so I'm really excited to to just learn even more about you but but Betsy's right you're almost like this graceful ninja that captures that's perfect you do and you just that's true <laughs> so tell us a little bit about where and how you grew up because I'm obsessed with the first 10 years of people's lives. Yes. Like, you are. I, oh, yes. yeah. It's where, it makes, it's where it all starts. So it, it is. So I want to know starts. about the beginning. So I actually, uh, I don't know if you, do you know that I'm Cuban? Yeah. So I'm Cuban. And both I grew parents up, Cuban? Both parents are Cuban. Oh, you're full Cuban. full Cuban. Full Cuban. And I grew up in Belgium. 
<gasps> so I love Belgium. Yeah, Belgium. So mm-hmm. I was in Belgium until I was 12. Oh. And uh, so I was Cuban in Belgium. Did you speak Dutch or French? I spoke French and Spanish and went to a school where we spoke and English. English. <laughs> so if you want to talk about the first 10 years of my life, I went to a school where we spoke English. I don't remember a time where I didn't speak three languages. And what we did for fun was go to museums. Mm. So I... It's like my ideal life. It, oh. it is. Yeah. And I, I had no idea that I lived like um, middle class, maybe lower middle class lifestyle because that's just what we did. That was what we were exposed to, you know, my sister and I. So um, we had art in our lives. Um, did you uh, have good waffles in your life? Oh. Bel- Belgian waffles? Oh. And fries. And fries. <laughs> oh. And chocolate. And they chocolate. Have do- <sighs> yeah, everything was rich. Mm-hmm. In our lives, yeah. So we were exposed to a lot of rich, wonderful things. So yeah, so the first 10 years of my life, I grew up in Belgium with lots of rich experiences. And that definitely made an impression upon my life. My mom talked a lot about all these women that married artists. So I married an artist. And, you know, struggling as an artist. And so we struggle as artists and, you know, all these stories that kind of got embedded in my life when I was a kid. But it makes me think that, like, because I've spent actually a lot of time in the Netherlands and have spent some time in Belgium. Okay. Like, beauty is everywhere. Beauty is in the architecture. Beauty is in the flowers that people buy at the flower markets. Beauty is in the food preparation. It's just, it's everywhere. It's so quaint and beautiful. So now knowing you and what you've done with your life and where you are, I see how those first 10 years, I mean, this is the psychologist in me, so <laughs> forgive you, me. You, right. Can I just say you get a little bit of therapy? I know. Yes, I know. I like it. I like it. I, know. I like it. But I like it's like it. beauty was infused from the beginning for you. And so there was no option for you, but see it. to be drawn and to see the beautiful and to capture the beautiful. For sure. And my eye was trained yes. from the get-go. My eye was trained. Mm. So did you had chills. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. and my mother was an artist. She was a painter. She was a photographer. Um, she never did it as a living, but that was what she did as her hobbies. So, you know, I had no choice. So, that was just the road that was created yeah. for me. So photography for you, did you did you start that young? No. Okay. So I, I always loved taking pictures and that was always a hobby, but I never considered it as a career because, you know, talking about doors and talking about the options, that was never really considered an uh, an option for me. My parents wanted us to be doctors and lawyers, right? They wanted oh, yeah. sensible, sensible, ju- sensible careers. Sens- yeah, let's just put us all in the box. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what this careers. podcast is about. For let's sure. like all yeah, yeah. follow the rules yeah. and be and traditionally successful. And go to college yeah. and do the sensible things because your parents want you to be safe and happy and make you know, them look sure. good and secure. And, and they want, yeah, and they yeah. want to make sure that you go the route that secures that most for you. And that would be for most parents a doctor or a lawyer and you get married right yep wow that sounds like a check that sounds like our podcast (laughs) okay so but then how did you get from belgium to the united states right so with cuban parents yeah so i mean my parents were american citizens even though they're cuban they had come to america were american citizens so when they went to belgium they were american citizens working in belgium so we came back to america for my dad's job okay and so we went to 
Texas, which is a lot Ooh. different culture than shock. Belgium. I don't know if you know that. Is yeah. it? Is they it have things like cheerleading and football. <laughs> Which no, is I, not soccer. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> not soccer. Um, so that was a huge culture shock for me. Yeah. And I thought my parents were punishing me because they hated me. And mm. I was a freshman in high school. And I was like, oh That's when God, you moved to your freshman. Everything is so ugly. They hate me. <laughs> so even the your surroundings would have just been like. Oh, I thought everything starkly was Starkly different. I thought everything was so. I love you, Texas. <laughs> Texas. I really love Listeners, Texas now. We love you. I really love Texas now. But um, when I moved there, I thought it was just everything was new, and if it was old, they tore it down. And um, and which is the opposite of yeah. Europe, right? If it's old, they preserved it and they did everything they could to keep mm-hmm. it. Um, but you know, here, if it's old, it it needs to be redone, right? It's old, gross. Let's get rid of it and put a new thing there. So, yes. So I was, I did not love that aspect of coming to Texas. So do you think that, so that's such a formidable time to move? Oh, As a freshman. Oh, as a freshman in high school. So how do you think that experience being in high school maybe changed you or influenced you when you were that age? Yeah, that's when I found acting and theater. So that's when I went down down that path. So I definitely found my people in acting. And that took me down the road of becoming an actor. So I, I was an actor for a very long time until I was... Professional actor. Professional yeah. actor. And that's where I made my living. I was, a, I've been a, I was a voiceover actor until I was 40 when I moved here. And in between acting, I started a photography business. So, um, you know, acting didn't take a ton of my time. It did. But, you know, you audition and then you have jobs. But voiceover, it didn't. I mean, some jobs were 20 minutes. Sure. And can you tell what a good voice, though, she has? You all all you listening. We were we were joking (laughs) about that. She's like, well, I was a voiceover actress. Come on. I I have done this before. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. so. If you had stayed in Belgium, Mm -hmm. is it fair to say you might never have found theater and acting? I mean, you were clearly in the arts and you were into beauty. Was it the move to Texas and the need to find like a new tribe or a new group that brought you into the theater? I had already been doing theater in Texas, but I definitely think it saved me being in theater in Texas. Yeah. Because I already loved it in Belgium and I already liked it, but I don't think I clung to it as such a life raft as I did when I moved to Texas. So when I was in Texas, I really, I needed it in a different way than I needed it when I was in Belgium. In Belgium, I I did it because it was fun and I liked being on stage and it was fun to play. But then in high school, I I needed it. I Mm. needed it. I needed those people because they were weird like me. And um, it was your community. It was my community. Because I didn't understand the drill team, which was apparently different than cheerleading. Does anyone cheerleading. understand drill team? I was don't. That, I does don't, anyone really understand, understand drill team? I didn't understand drill team. I was yeah. like, wait, there's cheerleading, but then also drill, t- drill team? What's the difference? Don't they do the same thing? I don't know. But no, they're, they're different. Um, yeah, so I just, I didn't understand that aspect at all. And sports was huge, and that was not my thing. And so, yeah. Theater. See, I love this story so much. 
<laughs> right? That you start out European beauty, art, you move to Texas, sports, everything's big, everything's new. I mean, it's like the contrast. Oh, huge. Which is also what huge. I think for can help create the wild, can help create this sort of... Oh, for sure. Tapping, yes. Oh, for sure. And it makes you question the choices that... And, and the doors that are being closed or opened for you because you say, wait a second, everybody is saying you need to be in drill team, right, in Texas, or you need to go to college, or you need to get married. But wait a second, maybe that's not the right choice for me. And it's, it makes you question, like if I hadn't had that change, maybe I wouldn't have questioned as much the choices my parents had said I needed to do, like go and be a doctor, go and get married and, you know, all those things. Maybe I would have still, but um, the fact that now I had another culture that said, oh, you need to be on drill team. Oh, sports are important and all these things that I definitely didn't agree with. Maybe question more all these other things that people said were mandatory. So right. you were questioning though in high school because so oh, I sure. wasn't. I just drank the Kool-Aid and was like, oh, you need me to follow the rules? Okay, right. I'll do that. I'll be good. Sure. So it wasn't until later in my life that I was like, what? Can I question this? Right. But it sounds like you already were starting know, to I'm question st- But things. I'm still doing that. I still find doors that I for- I didn't even realize were closed. I still, I'm still doing, I mean, I still yeah. find things that I'm like, oh, I didn't realize that was a door Mm. that needed to be explored, explored. I still, I still am. I, this is a great segue because I love this idea of the doors and we, uh, we've asked, I asked Kate this in one of our episodes, we asked one of our other guests there. So Uh I want to ask this to you because I love the idea of the door. Right. And there's this infamous book that if you don't have it, we're going to give it to you. Do you have women who run with wolves? No, but I've okay. heard of it. Yes. Okay. You're going to get yes, it. Okay. you will get it from okay. us because we believe in it so much. It's like the Bible of the wild woman. So the author of this, Dr. Clarissa Pinkola Estes, says there are a few precious doors into the world of the wild woman. So these are the doors. So I want you to think, Rebecca, mm-hmm. which of these doors? And you might have taken all of them. But if you have a deep scar, that is a door into the wild woman. Mm-hmm. If you have an old, old story, that is a door. If you love the sky and the water so much you can almost not bear it, that is a door. And if you yearn for a deeper life, a full life, a sane life, that is a door. So which door do you think you took? Because we... Kate and I clearly define you as a wild woman. And we mean that in the best sense, right? right? Like this essence, this beautiful, vibrant, real, authentic essence. So of those, the deep scar, the old, old story, you love the water and the sky so much you can't bear it. And you yearn for a deeper, fuller, more sane life. Which door? Oh, the sky. sky. I knew it. I knew it was going to be that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure. You love the sky and the water so much you can almost not bear it. Absolutely. And even you saying that makes me want to cry. Mm. Really? Cry yes. then, please. Yes. Cry harder. Yes. I love yes. that. Cry. It makes me want to cry. Yes. What does it bring up for you? Um, just the want of like mm. that beauty in life of like um, the most. Oh. Mm. <laughs> So are you dreaming about California right now as you think about the water and the sky? I, no, it's not even California. Uh, it's not even California. It's the it's beauty and 
love and um, art and just creation, all of that. Like it's, not, it's not a place mm. necessarily. Yeah. 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 It's like in you. I feel yeah, like I literally can feel that that beauty and that art and the depth and the water and the sky and your capacity to see it and then capture it on film. Like it is like so deeply embedded in the fabric of who you are. Like I'm looking at you right now and I can see it. <laughs> I wish the I wish maybe someone could take a picture because yeah. not as good as Rebecca because Rebecca's the master of this. But Can you photograph yourself? Can, yes. right you don't <laughs> photograph yourself, do you? I, I take selfies. Do you? I take selfies. I do. Okay. I do. Well, and the I experience do. of being photographed by you, mm. I, I was thinking about this in preparation for today. You make women feel, or at least my experience has been, you made me feel like I'm enough. Like, there's something about how you talk to people when you photograph them, how you pose them, how you, you give them confidence and, and, and there's, you, you capture the authenticity of people and you make the experience. Most people don't like getting their yes. photos taken, right? Yes. And yes. somehow you make it all so, I, you can it's just, like holy. It can is. I say that? Can it I is. Say it's like sacred and holy. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Like and the hair shushes. Uh, we got to move this the here. But, yeah. but there is a, and then when you see the end result, it's, it's so yeah. beautiful. It is. You, yeah, it's, it's, and when we, when you did that at her experience, I don't know if you remember this, but the, the moments you captured, which is a very, it's a day all it's about. An intimate, wo- intimate woman's setting. day. And, and. Um, I remember us talking about like how women throughout the day, the process itself, like how people evolved, even right. in just a 10 hour in the period. Day, sure. Yeah. And how the photos reflected, like some of the end of the day photos, like their eyes are the bright. Oh, you can see people have changed. Yes. yes through that day. And we, sure. we felt that the first time we did the event, the second time you captured it. And I was like, oh, I see a difference in myself and other people in the photos. I really want to do, if you guys do another one, portraits of people at the beginning of the yes. day and mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Yes. So you, you can see the change. Visually. And they can see it. And they can see it Because you feel it, yeah. but to be able to, to see be, it. To be able to see it. Yeah. And then the memory of being able to look back at that right. photo. Right. It's powerful. Right. It is. I have chills yeah. again. I know. <laughs> okay. So we have to follow this timeline because mostly yeah. I'm fascinated by it. So you're in Texas, you're doing mm-hmm. theater. How the heck did you get to L.A. and then meet all these people that you started to photograph and have a career as an actress? Like, I just want to know that transition. So I started working as an actor in Dallas and started doing really well in Dallas and decided that Dallas was not big enough for me. (laughs) Love that. Okay, people. So everything's bigger in Dallas. Every, I, yeah. Except for Rebecca. It's not big enough for <laughs> Rebecca. And, yeah. So, um, and all of my friends who were actors in Dallas, I mean, we were young kids. We were like, we got to go to LA. So we all did. So a huge troop of us just moved to LA and it was so much fun. It was so much fun. So we were all in our twenties. We moved to LA and I started working there and started making a living and it was fantastic and wonderful. And you know, 
you're in your 20s in Los Angeles. It's what the best. What was the show of the actors that was probably about the time that you would Melrose have been there? Place. Yes. Which, Melrose, Melrose Place. Place. I can imagine like you have a pool and you have apartments <laughs> around the pool. and We couldn't you, afford a pool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> rent's too high. Mm. Yeah. No, it was, it was not quite like that, but it was definitely really, really fun. And we knew people who had pools. So that was, that's how what we got What were the some of the things you acted in or what were some of the oh, voiceovers, some of your favorites? I did a thing in like General Hospital on camera and I did some films and, but most of the stuff that I did was, was voiceover. So I did a lot of like commercials. I did a lot of video games. I still get fan mail for video games that I did. Um, the last time I did that video game was I was pregnant with Elsa and that was 10 years ago. So it was a really big video game. Everybody really. What one was it? Can you say, or do you have to pay money if you say, no, I don't have to pay money. I don't have to pay money. Uh, Saints row. I did one, two, three, and four. And I'm like one of the main characters that you play as Mm. in the game. And so there's a lot of fans. What do your kids think of that? Oh, do they even know? I was even, I was the voice of Barbie too. So what? I, what? Oh my gosh. <laughs> can, okay. Wait, can you, you that have should to be give in us your bio. Oh, you're so funny. You're so funny. Wait a second. My daughter and I have watched so many of the Barbie videos. We have like a period where we were obsessed with it. Okay. Was that you? Well, uh, generation girls was the round of Barbie that I did. And this was, I mean, it was a while ago now. Um, and then I did a video game as Barbie and can you give us like a Barbie give voice? Me your Barbie voice. <laughs> you guys are so funny. Hi, I'm Barbie, and these are my friends, and we're Generation Girls. Oh my God! That um, is so good. Oh my God! I love you're welcome. That. When I go home and tell my daughter <laughs> that I got to hang out with Barbie today, she's gonna. You should see the people my in my office right care. now. Everyone's mouths are wide open. <laughs> oh my God. Amazing. How did I not know that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't lead with that. I don't lead with Barbie. Clearly. (laughs) What what was your favorite? Like, Barbie was, clearly we're amazed by this, but of all the voiceovers, all the things you did in your acting career, what was your highlight? At some point, it's just about the paycheck. And I will tell you one job that I did that was amazing. It was, do you remember Verizon? It's the network. Do you remember that tagline? Yes. That was me. And it took about 20 minutes of waiting around and two seconds of saying, it's the network. And I swear to you, in one year, I made $35,000 nice. of saying in two seconds, it's the network in one year because of residuals. And that was just radio. That was not TV. That was just radio. So uh, that was my favorite job. Yes. <laughs> yes. So you're doing these jobs and then you start to do photography gigs on the side. Yeah, to just like- for fun. So I started picking. So I wanted a hobby because I had extra time and, you know, I'm I'm not good idle. I can't be idle. So um, so I got a camera and started shooting photos of my friends, my actor friends and started taking their headshots and, you know, just started shooting stuff. And um I, I loved it and so started doing more and then friends started hiring me to do their headshots and started hiring me to do small business stuff and then that just started escalating more and more and more and more and more and then uh, a friend of mine I'd done like an actor showcase with uh, started dating Tiffany Thiessen and I was there on their second date and then are uh, they still married? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah that's her original. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So, um, and uh 
anyway, and then we're like friends. And then she started having me shoot things. And then I gotten better and better and better. And then she gave me the opportunity to shoot more things and then cover of people magazine. And this has been years and years and years of me doing this and I'm shooting other things and getting, you know, more opportunities. And then, you know, 15 years later, I'm shooting her cookbook and, uh, cover of people magazine and shooting for other clients and, um, shooting like Manuela Testolini, who's like Prince's ex-wife and anyway, all these people. So, uh, do you ever get starstruck? Um, or do you see just the humanity? Like, cause I think you're so good at capturing the humanity of people. Yeah. Like, have you ever gone into a shoot and been like, Oh my God. I'm 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 more worried about the getting the shot than necessarily um I don't I like I don't have time to get star chart does that make sense? Yeah. Like I get nervous about meeting them beforehand and then when I'm there, I'm more nervous about getting the shot. You're all business. Yeah. And and I don't don't necessarily have a ton of time. So I have to like I have to I have to get it done. Yeah. So was there a phase when you gave up the acting altogether? Because yeah. the photography was just taking when I moved off. Here. When okay, I moved here. we got to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, when I, I moved here. Did you just feel her voice dropped? <laughs> when I moved when here. When I moved here. <laughs> when I moved When I moved here. How, to Iowa. How did, how did that come up? Well, you met an Iowa boy. I did. I met an Iowa boy on Rag Her voice Ride. just went back up, by it the did. way. Ah! It did. It did. It did. Totally did. <laughs> Um, so that explains a lot. Uh-huh. <laughs> she met a boy. I met a boy. How did that come? So I did RAGBRAI, which by the way, I didn't know what RAGBRAI was. We should tell our listeners because they might not all oh, be from Rag Iowa. Rag what is RAGBRAI? The Register's Annual Great Bike Ride Across Iowa. Which I have done parts of it as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I did the whole week. I thought that, um... My plan was to win Ragbri. <laughs> of course, <it> was. <laughs> I did not know that Ragbri was a drinking uh, party on wheels. Yes. Yes. I had it's no a, idea. It's a different kind of. You weird. were training hard to oh, win. I'm not kidding. <laughs> you I were was, for real. I'm for real. I was in LA. I had been doing triathlons, and I was like, I need another race. Cause I have this time. I had no children. I had no husband. I was like, I need to do. I'm doing. I'm hardcore. Wow. I was like, I need another event to do. And I was sick of swimming and I wanted to do a bike ride. And I was like, yep, let's do it. 500 miles across the state. Sounds great. Let's do it. Hardcore. Got my goo. I'm ready to do the goo and I'm going to do, I'm going to win oh, this race. My goodness. And so I, I shipped my bike here. My friend who's from Iowa was, was the one who told me about the race. And he was like, let's do this. And I was like, okay. First day I ran him so ragged. He didn't train at all, of course, because <laughs> no one does. He knows what he's because doing. he knew about it. And so, at the end of the first day, he was like, "Um, so I want you to meet some friends of mine, and maybe they can show us how. I think maybe they could tell us how this ride is done." <laughs> Just trying to be nice to me and tell me, "Chill out, lady." And so that was my husband that you met that night who I met that night and so they basically showed us that it was you know you ride an hour you drink a beer for two you eat some cherry pie and then you have some ice cream you take a nap under a tree yeah and then you ride another hour and so I was like oh okay all right I'll chill were you disappointed though were you kind of like no I was in for it I I was open to whatever once you knew what it was about yeah I was open for whatever um so was this an immediate spark uh, not immediate, but I definitely was like, oh, 
Who's this? Who's this guy? Who's this tall, six foot two guy with uh, blue eyes? What's uh, what's going on over there? Um, and and definitely by the end of the week, we had cha- exchanged numbers, and you know nothing happened during the week, but we definitely were like getting. You a little weren't closer. in the same rag tent. Yes, yeah, so he was putting some sunscreen on me, and I was like, mm, I like the way you uh, make sure I don't get burned. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was good. So he, then he moved out to L.A. because he was finishing his second degree here at Iowa. And uh, and he moved out to L.A. And then we got married like two years later. And he's an artist, and which he's an takes artist. us back. Because I, I always have to yes. take full circle, yes, right? He he's takes an artist. you back to Growing those up. first 10 years, yes. which were about beauty and yep. art and yep. all those art museums yep. you spent every weekend yep. in. Like learning about Flemish all art. those artists. And yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it's so funny. In college, I dated an artist. I mean, I just I was Drawn. destined thing. to be married to an artist. It's your thing. So, yeah. So he moved to L.A. And then uh, we got married a couple years later. And um, then we started having babies. We got three girls. And, and then when I was pregnant with our third, we were like, are we going to raise three daughters in L.A.? And we definitely did not want to do that. And so, you know, by the time I was I found out I was pregnant. It was seven weeks. And by 13 weeks, we'd already bought a house and we're planning to move to Iowa. Wow. Yeah. Were you ever resistant to it or were you full, full on? Like, I, let's do I this. knew that we were not going to live. You knew in you LA. needed to leave. I knew LA. we needed to leave and I knew we wanted to be closer to family. So I knew it was either Dallas or Iowa. And I wasn't crazy about going to another big, big city because the things that I didn't like about LA were also present in Dallas, you know, traffic and, you know, all the hassle of big cities. So I, I wanted to give Iowa a chance and I really do like Iowa city a lot. And I thought, let's try commuting. Let's try, um, going from Iowa and flying to the different cities and seeing if that would work. And so it was a trial we were going to try it out. And, um, you know, talking about things that, you know, people say, oh, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that can't have you know a career and have it both and it can't have it both and you know that's it you're never going to work again as a creative in Iowa and you're doing it I'm making it work I'm making it work and there's amazingly a lot of creatives in Iowa there are Mm -hmm. there are it's sort of a birthplace for writers in Iowa City Iowa City yeah 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 So the transition to Iowa, um, because I think that's one of the first conversations we, so having been raised in Iowa, I'm always a little amazed when people come from outside of Iowa and come and, and are like enthralled and really like it. So for you, what is it about the spaciousness, the landscape? I mean, we don't have, we have a lot of sky here. We don't have water here. And I know those are the things that speak to you. Like, what is it about the life you've created here that feels like authentic for you? Because it's it's a contrast, clearly, to what you were living in L.A. So this goes back to the first 10 years. Mm, always does. Always does. Uh, so I grew up in Waterloo in Belgium, which is a small town, even though it's Europe, it's a small town. Um, in Belgium and this is a small town so everything is close there's no traffic it's um, lots of things are walkable in Waterloo and that's kind of like here 
So feels like home in a way. It feels like it feels very yeah. similar. Like the energy is very similar in that respect. So I think that's what I like about it. Mm. And then family's here. You know, I have my sister-in-law's here. My in-laws are here. Cousins are here for my kids, which is important. You know, I, I, I want to be close to family. Yeah. And I don't know if you know the story about how we met. I don't know. Which how. I didn't even know. It's just so crazy. My kids were in a wedding. They were the flower girl and ring bear of their, um, a friend of mine that I grew up with. I was older than him, but um, he was a friend of our family. He was marrying this, this girl up in Cedar Falls. Yeah, right? right, Cedar Falls. And so we go to the wedding and I'm getting my kids ready for the wedding. And she is marrying the brother of the bride. So you're at the wedding, and we haven't. But it's not your wedding. It's not her wedding. Not my wedding. No. But you were engaged, I think. I think we're yeah, because my parents were there. Yeah. Yeah. So my daughter Meg and and you were getting your hair done. Meg was getting her hair done. We were kind of all together. Flash forward, what, fifteen years? Yeah, it must be. Yeah. And someone said, "Have you met her?" And I was like, "No, I don't know this." But then I see her pictures, and then we meet, and I say, "Wait, you're connected to Rachel? Were you?" Did I already meet you? And then we figured out we'd already wow. had this. At this the wedding. Movie. At the wedding. At the wedding. And yeah. And I I loved you that day too. I was like, oh, she's awesome. But you were in LA at the time. Right, right. You were right. the cool woman <laughs> from cool LA. LA yes. So yeah. So I, I look back at that and I think how, how you're supposed to meet people, right? Circular. Then, yeah. Everything's circular. So give people the... Because you are this photographer. I know you do a lot of work here locally. But I also have seen you at the airport, I think I saw you one day, and you're off to like fly to yeah. go do shoots. Right. So give us like perspective on how you, because I, I think this podcast is also about women leaving the mold of how we believe we should be. Right. And creating the life that works for us and is authentic for us. Right. So you, yeah, you leave this artistic world of LA and you come to the middle of Iowa, but you're figuring it out and you are thriving. So what's that look like? <laughs> well, I'll, I will say I couldn't do it if I didn't have support from my husband, who also is very good at taking on the work when I'm gone, right? So if he didn't do the work when I was gone, I wouldn't be able to also leave. So um, granted, he is the other parent and he should do that. But, you know, yeah, there's lots of dads. Kudos that, to that, him. Yeah. yeah, there's lots of yeah. dads that wouldn't do that, right? Yeah. Um, or can't or whatever. So he does definitely take the f full parenting when I leave. Um, I leave town probably... Sometimes once a month, sometimes every six to eight weeks, I go to Texas, I go uh, Houston, Dallas, um, LA quite a bit. I'm leaving in a week for two weeks, mm. which is a long time. And we just make it work. We just make it work. And it's hard. It's not easy because leading up to it, there's like a week of prep. When I come back, there's like... A week or the two fallout. weeks of the fallout. <laughs> yes, I mean it, it is. It's not. Yeah. It's not easy. It's not easy. But um, but how do you come I, alive on the? Because when I've seen when you've done shoots for me or for Kate and I, yeah. like there you come alive. There is this like vibrancy, and do you feel it? Like when you're working, when you're in your oh, yeah. 
I'm a better parent when I come home. I'm a better parent when I come home. Like if, yeah, yeah, I, when I, it's uh, necessary for me. Because you're fulfilled. Oh, absolutely. If you're doing your dharma, you're doing your work, you're doing your mission in the world. Absolutely. If I didn't do that, I think I would be very unhappy and I don't think I'd be a good parent. And what a gift to your daughters. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. And, you know, my eldest when I was younger, she was like, look at my mom. She is a smart businesswoman. She, yes. <laughs> she makes me laugh so hard. And, um, yeah, I mean, they get to see me They're do what I love you. to do. Yeah, yeah, they are. They're so proud of me, which is which is great. And I think it's hard for them to see me go. But, the, uh, but again, I am a much better parent when I come home. I'm happier. I'm more patient. I'm more able to shut off the creative part and be able to be more present with them because... I've been able to fulfill that part of me. So, you know, everybody kind of wins in that respect. Yeah. Um, Do you have guilt when you leave? I used to have way more guilt in the beginning when I moved here and I was leaving. Um, Way more guilt. I cried every single time I'd get on the plane. Um, I cry way less now. And it's only in the beginning. Once I'm there and I'm working, there's no guilt or tears. I'm working and I'm, that's it. I'm completely focused. Um, I love how focused you are. I I pick yeah. up on that and today even more. So I need to ask a question. What are you drinking? <laughs> well, today I'm drinking lemon perfect. It is my favorite drink. I know I, I saw you drinking it. Yes, it has got it has zero sugar in it. It has lemon in it. This one's strawberry passion fruit. I'm obsessed. I buy it online. It is they have like lemon. They have all different kind of flavors, but this is it's seriously my favorite drink. Oh, I drink it every I'm going single day. To, I'm going to order some after this. Podcast. Yeah, you need to order some because yeah, because can we so can great. we buy it here or do you, um, you so order the, it online? So the only place I found it is at Hy-Vee in the health marketplace section, but um, I I order it online. It's lemon powered beverage. I'm obs- I'm obsessed. <laughs> so we I'm were obsessed. laughing beforehand um, when she first got here because we were talking about her fabulous face and her <laughs> lips, and. <laughs> Kate said something about you're like this magic person who like has all the inside tips from LA and you bring them back to the Midwest and you you're in the know and you you know and so we may need to add in our notes today all of Rebecca's fabulous finds. It's true. My you lip do. plumper. Your lip from plumper. Dr. Laura Devgan. Mm-hmm. Your special <laughs> drink. And my special yes. lemon. Is there anything drink? else you can think right now oh that gosh. you love not that we the, need to know about? Ooh, not off the top of my head, but okay. I'll email you. Yes. With my we'll add it to finds. the show notes. If add we, it to the show notes. Absolutely. <laughs> well, there's something we always like to do at the end. Okay. Of our interviews. Do we make out? <laughs> We could. That might get even more listeners. You never know. They're going to want video. They are. That'll that'll be coming next. All right. So here are the questions we have for you. Okay. Yes. This is our, this is our final hurrah of like, we do this with our guests. Okay. So don't think. Okay. Just see what comes to mind. Okay. Off the top of your head. Okay. No pressure. PJs or in the buff? Oh, PJs. Ink or virgin skin? Ink or virgin skin? Like tattoos? Oh, virgin, virgin skin. skin. Virgin skin. Milk chocolate or dark? Dark. Skydiving or scuba diving? Skydiving. Have you done it? Yes. <gasps> of course I you have. It. Head or heart? Oh, heart. 
I already know your answer to this one, but I'm going to ask it anyway. You might surprise me. Beach or mountains? Oh, I like mountains. <gasps> you surprised me. I, I thought did. for I sure like you were going to say beach. No, I like mountains. Coffee or tea? Uh, coffee. Red wine or white wine? Oh, red. Or neither. Red? Okay. Red. Sex in the morning or sex at night? Night. Makeup or ah naturel? Makeup. Oh, look at those lips. <laughs> She's got fabulous lips <laughs> right now. <laughs> My poor lips. Oh, well, thank you so much for being here. Yeah. This was so much fun. I, I love getting to know you from the other side of the camera. Oh, thank you. I'm and so you are here. a joy. You are vibrant and so so much fun like the belly laughter we've done today is so good for the soul it is it's good and it's good for your health. and it makes me know why that first time i met you i was like i want to know that person there's just something about you so oh thank you guys. thank you for being I'm here so today happy to be here. we thank adore you, you. Thank, thank you for you. having me and now the amazing singer songwriter lissy morris with wild west thanks for joining us today if you like this podcast please subscribe rate and review Come back and rewild with us again next week.